Hi everybody, it's Sofia Celeste and you are listening to the Brown and Bonita podcast. Hi everybody, I've missed recording, I've missed talking to y'all, I hope everyone's doing phenomenally. I could not be more full of joy and love and gratitude for all the last few weeks have brought me and I wanted to update you before we get into any of the topics, any of the questions. It's April of 2023, which is obviously a big month. <laughs> Maybe not obvious. Um, It's my birthday month. And April for me usually comes with a lot of stress, a lot of sadness, which is kind of, I don't know, not the best way to go into your birthday month. But I couldn't have started it off better. I went with my parents to their house in Mexico. A little backstory, my dad is the most amazing construction worker in the world and deserves everything he gets and everything he makes is beautiful. Um, But him and my mom plan to retire in the next few years, which I'm so excited for them. And they built and made their dream home. Um, and it's finally finished. It's been a labor of love for the last, gosh, like 10 years, bringing it all together, making it almost perfect. As my mom would say, she's never fully um, happy with any of her projects. And I don't think my dad is either, but we went, we got to kind of unwind and spend some much needed quality time together I hadn't seen them since January so that's three months a little too long anyone who knows me personally knows I'm a very homebody familial connected person so not seeing them for a few months at a time is is hard for me um, so I really, really enjoyed spending time with them. I love Mexico. I hadn't visited in almost three years, which it did not feel like that long until I got there. And I saw all the changes with the house, all the changes with the town that they live in. That place feels like home to me in a weird way. I just grew up spending so much of my time there, even though I'm not Mexican um, or native to that place myself. I know so many people, everyone treats you like family, um, most of them are like family, um, and yeah, there's just some things that, a lot has changed, but there's so many things that just hadn't, um, which is very comforting to me, and yeah, it was just really nice to kind of disconnect from my day-to-day -day life and social media, uh, reconnect obviously with my family it's always just really nice to spend quality time together. So we spend a lot of time walking, spending time in the sun, going to the beach, which is one of my favorite things. Um, we ate great food. Mexican food is one of my favorite, favorite cuisines and genres of food in the world. So it's always nice going there and, and eating good. Um, and yeah, just a lot of time in the sun, which is so important. I saw whales, y'all. <laughs> I just got really excited again. Um, but no, I saw a lot of whales. I spent an obscene amount of time at the beach for only being a week down there. Um, and yeah, I came home very happy, very full. I just felt more grounded more than anything. So um, that was really nice. 
And directly after my trip, I came home and all the birthday festivities and the birthday blues started. I don't know if anyone else feels like this around their birthday, but I get real sentimental, real emo around my special day. And it's something that definitely does make me a little sad because I don't know. I feel like I should be really happy on my birthdays, but I tend to get a little just extra emotional, extra want to cry type of feeling I just want to cry the whole day um but the people in my life made it really hard to want to cry um at least sad tears I cried a lot of happy tears starting off strong my baby sister my sweet angel mamita chula cielito lindo my baby sister Deja who is the most phenomenal human and so talented sent me the sweetest package as soon as I made it home from my flight literally the package was on the doorstep came with the sweetest letter um anyone who knows me knows I love jewelry I love earrings I love bracelets I love um anklets I love rings and my baby sister is the most talented human being um as an indigenous woman I honor and cherish beadwork that much more because it is the art of my people and I think it's very beautiful and it takes a lot of time uh, so she sent me a package of all of these beautiful goodies of rings of anklets of bracelets of necklaces um, not only for me for my partner for my parents and for my baby brother as well which is the sweetest thing in the world and I just wanted to say because I know she listens to this Dej, I love you so much, and that meant the absolute world to me, and I want to shout out her business as well. It's Nizoni Beadwork on Instagram, and that's N-I-Z-H-O-N-I-B-E-A-D-W-O-R-K on Instagram. Definitely go shop her. She's so talented and so good at what she does. Secondly, as the emo kind of started to, con- you know, to to center in, to, to uh, make me want to cry, my best friend Sequoia, who I talk about so often on here, called me and it was almost instant. It was almost like she knew I was getting sad, which I think she does because I know when she gets sad and I think it's because <laughs> we've spent so much of our life together. But she called me and she was like, hey, I'm letting you know right now. I'm three hours away. Uh, this is your warning. We are celebrating your birthday. Don't get sad. I'm about to be there. And as much as the words of affirmation and physical touch as person as I am, I love when people show me their love through acts of service. And I love showing love through acts of service as well. And that was the most beautiful profession of sisterhood and love. And that, that, that sounds so corny, but it's so true because I know how hard that drive is. I know how long it is. It made my entire year. And it's only four months deep, so... It just meant the absolute world to me. We um, had brunch together. We caught up um, as close as we are. We don't see each other often because we live far away. She made my birthday that much more special. She reminded me how worthy I am of being celebrated, which is something I can often forget. And she gave me the sweetest gift too. <laughs> I've been talking about how I want another plant because she's like a plant mama. And she got all these beautiful plants in her apartment. I said, I want one. She brought me the cutest little plant. I think it's called a, pl- a chloroplython. I could be butchering that name, but I called her Chloe because I have names for my plants. Um, And she's such a cutie. She's actually sitting right next to my mic stand. But yeah, 
Sequoia surprised me, which is the bestest surprise ever. I can't wait to top that um, for her birthday. And Koi, if you listen to this, I love you so dearly. That meant the world to me. And then with more surprises, um, after work, I came home. I was really tired. I was a little burnt out. But my boyfriend had a really sweet surprise for me. And it was very personal, very, um, just very us and very focused on me, which meant the world to me. And I'm not going to expose too much, but I will say um, there was a card game involved that we played at the beginning of our relationship. There was the beach. <laughs> there was really yummy food and just beautiful quality time, which is something I honor and cherish a lot. And yeah, I don't know. I felt very, very loved around my birthday, on my birthday, and that's all you could really ask for. But yeah, Aries season is coming to a close real, real soon. Taurus season is close upon us. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically all the updates I got for y'all. Work is working. Spring is springing. Now let's get into the topic of this week. Woo! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie y'all including y'all on episodes is one of the highlights of my year it has been so fun to kind of just have y'all's little takes and it just feels like y'all are my other co-hosts which y'all technically are but it's fun just having you that much more involved and y'all are so responsive when I ask you for questions for topics for whatever so firstly thank you for as long as this podcast has been going and it's been going for a very long time now um I don't think I've ever really sat down and just answered y'all's questions about me as a person as an individual and I just kind of wanted to do that today I don't know I just wanted to let y'all a little bit more into who I am um and yeah, so that's what we're going to do. We had a cutie little Google Sheets. If y'all don't know where the Google Sheets are, I'm letting y'all know. Follow the fucking Instagram and y'all will see every and anything going on with upcoming episodes, with topic ideas, with questions, with hot takes, with whatever, right? Y'all did not hold back with these questions. So I'm really, really excited. Yeah, let's get into it. So I got a lot of versions of the same questions and I kind of narrowed them down, but I got so many submissions about my time in Hawaii. So I thought I'd answer a few of those questions. First one comes from Tia and she asks, what made you attend the University of Hawaii at Manoa and study the majors slash degrees that you did? So I actually applied to the University of Hawaii off a whim. Um, a lot of my applications to colleges were free applications and the University of Hawaii was one of them. Uh, we had someone come from the school and give us like free applications basically and for anyone who's hasn't applied to college who's listening you have to pay a fee to apply to most universities and so when I saw a free application, I took it up and I applied. I ended up getting a lot of financial aid and actually a scholarship to UH, which made it very, um, I don't want to say easy, but just one of the more uh, financially responsible schools to go to. Because if y'all don't know, college is 
crazy expensive and some of the tuitions of the schools I was getting into was absolutely insane so I was not about to put myself or my parents through that ended up choosing Hawaii also because I have family who lives on island so it was also just very comforting to know I had a sense of community there um and I loved my time there I studied two majors as a double major in other words and it was psychology and ethnic studies psychology was my third switch of a major and it was the best switch I ever made I loved all my psych classes I loved the psych department at my school and ethnic studies as well kind of came about just because I'd taken up so many courses in the ethnic studies department and poli sci department that my um, advisor said, you know, if you want to make one of these your major or your minor, I would suggest you do that because you've taken so many courses in both these um, both these subjects. So I ended up choosing ethnic studies because that department is the best on campus. I enjoyed both my majors. I loved the school I went to. If I had to go back for a master's program, I would absolutely choose Hawaii. Hokulani asked, when you lived on Oahu, what was the best parts of your day? I, as I've mentioned before, am a very big beach girl. Uh, I grew up with a dad who was real big into surfing. So there was days before school where I'd go to the beach with him. There was after school days I'd go to the beach with him. So many of my earliest memories are near a body of water. And that's something that just has not changed. A lot of things have changed in my life. My love for the ocean has never it has never wavered um and I was really lucky within my four years of uh having a car for three of those years and my favorite days or best parts of my days were driving back from work and kind of stopping at the beach if I needed some alone time if I needed some solitude um on the weekends or on a day off where I didn't have school or work I'd go and spend the whole day at the beach because I'm a person who could be there from like 9 a.m to sunset um and yeah I it sounds very very corny but it's very very true I found a lot of peace and and solitude and healing by the water there um and yeah, that was the best part of my day. <laughs> and then thirdly, I got a lot of questions about this, but what was your favorite restaurant on Oahu? This sounds so funny because I wish I had more of a L&L local spot I could give you. But the first one that comes to mind is the most amazing Thai restaurant in the world. It's called Thai Bistro Suksube in Pearl City. I am a sucker for Thai food. I worked at another amazing Thai food restaurant right by my campus uh, for two years. And that's not even the one that came to mind. But um, I love Thai food. I grew up eating Thai food as well. And this is the best, best spot for pad thai, for any curries, for mango sticky rice, for any sweets, for any savories, for anything. I don't know why that was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> so one of my sweet listeners, Sav, who them and I message so often, I love them so much, sent me in a few. So honestly, this is kind of my my rapid fire questions. 
my little challenge to myself. They asked, what are your red flags? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is I procrastinate a lot with things I need to get done. Secondly, um, I rewatch the same things over and over and over again, whether movies or TV shows, just because I don't like watching new stuff for the sole reason that I don't like not knowing the ending <laughs> or what's going to happen. This isn't necessarily a red flag, but it does come to mind. I don't put myself out there a lot in social situations. Um, I am from a family and just surrounded with a lot of extroverted people, and I'm naturally crazy introverted. So um, I could put myself out there more in social situations and go out more. But I'm comfy in my little hermit bubble. <laughs> what are some of your comfort movies? Oh, I love musicals. So I'd have to say Mamma Mia, uh, Cheetah Girls. I love, love, love Nacho Libre. That's one of those that my family and I watched over and over for so long. I've watched it at least a hundred times. Um, and can quote that whole movie by heart. The whole Harry Potter series is, again, very near and dear to my heart. I love comedy movies and rom-coms, so She's Out of Your League is up there. Such an underrated movie. Uh, Just Go With It with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. And Tu Wong Fu. That movie was life-changing, to say the least. Um, I've watched it since I was a kid through my adolescence and into my adulthood. That movie still holds up and is so good. Um, so those are some recommendations for comfort movies and basically all the Disney franchise. And then lastly, they asked, what was the inspiration behind the name of the podcast? I love that question. Thank you, Sav. You know, being indigenous and having brown skin for me has always, I've held so much pride in that for so long. And especially now as an adult, I hold that much more pride in it because younger me found shame in that for so long not my whole life um obviously growing up when I was a kid and bullying wasn't as prevalent in my life um I was super proud of being Peruvian of being indigenous but there was a point in my life where I did think my skin a lot of my features um were ugly and I was very ashamed of the people and the languages and the practice and cultures I come from um and all I ever wished for was being super pale and having lighter features like blonde hair and blue eyes and being skinny and being tall I, I I wanted to be this white girl so bad and I know I'm not the only one who's felt like that I know a lot of mixed and just black and brown people in general who have felt like that um, at points in their life so I know I'm not alone in that um, but it felt very lonely at a period in my life. Being indigenous, being, you know, this raven-haired, brown-skinned girl means a lot to me. I started this podcast at a point in my life where I wasn't fully accepting of myself. And saying brown alongside Bonita just kind of sounded funny at that point. But it's kind of uh, an ode to obviously the women who came before me who love their skin, who love their culture, but also uh, affirmation for me and all the other women who need to, who need that little reminder of, of knowing that 
who they are um is beautiful and yeah that's kind of what it is yeah <laughs> my last guest actually submitted a few questions hello if you listen to this i love you thank you <laughs> this is so cute she asks what is your favorite thing about your childhood memories snacks toys hobbies food whatever you choose and whatever comes to mind first thing that comes to mind as funny as this may sound being a big sister was always my biggest dream so when my baby brother kind of came into the picture i loved including him in anything i loved to do um and he genuinely loved to do stuff with me which made it that much more fun um some of my best memories of him are making him do musical performances with me him dancing with me us just hanging out watching tv some of my most precious memories are from those first few years of him being a little baby i still call him my baby brother even though he's 19 years old which is fucking crazy but our childhood was so so special I grew up in a very Peruvian household and a very Peruvian-ass family. So we grew up with a lot of music, a lot of good food going on, a lot of cooking. The house was never, ever quiet. Um, and that's kind of another favorite thing that comes to mind. I love that my house was never quiet. I loved that music was always going. I loved that something was always on the stove or in the oven. I think my people made my childhood that much more special. Um, and obviously the food. Uh, and as I talk about often, I was a really, really big theater kid. So theater was my me time. What are some of your favorite things to do on solo dates? Uh, another thing that kind of stems from my childhood, which is kind of a little bit of a bad habit, but not that bad. I've always had a very frugal mindset. And this is going to lead into the solo dates. So in saying I've had a frugal mindset, I'm not frugal with the people I love. I love spending money and getting things for the people I love and the people in my life. Um, but with me, spending money on myself has always felt, there's always a little bit of guilt that comes with it. Um, so on solo days, as much as I love to kind of stay home, meditate, go spend time in the sun, things that don't necessarily cost money, I do try to challenged myself to get things that I've been putting off getting myself um I like to take myself out for matcha get a smoothie maybe uh I love getting pedicures that's one of those things that cost a little bit but I love to get done um and then something that isn't necessarily a huge investment but can build up is I love going to Barnes and Nobles I tend to get like a few books every time I go so I do like to go a couple of times a month and get those books that I've been wanting and books that have been making my my reading list. Um, and yeah, that's what I like to do on my solo days. I like spending time in the sun, going on walks and getting something for myself because end of the day, I deserve it. <laughs> Lastly, they ask, currently what are your goals in life right now long and short term short term I want to make my space feel a little bit more homey I want to find a position that feels more appropriate for this point in this season of my life and thirdly I would love to 
model more. I've been modeling for almost the last like 10 months on and off for different projects, which has been such an honor and a blessing. Um, I've talked about this before, but I've worked with people who I've looked up to and seen their work since I was 15, 16 years old. So I would love to keep doing that and kind of just expand my my modeling experience a little bit. So yeah, those are kind of some short-term goals that come to mind. And long-term, same thing everyone else says, I want to travel. I want to give back to those in my life who've aided me and shaped me and helped me get to this point. I want to write a book series or just a bunch of books. And if that becomes a movie series, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> and I just want to maybe move. Move abroad would be cool. And I do want to get my master's eventually and start working as a therapist. If writing doesn't work out, but I hope it does. <laughs> I am rambling and I'm so sorry, but this comes along with this podcast. Vivian asks... What's your relationship with your anxiety like? Has it changed over the years? And what are some things you try to do to make yourself feel better when you're on the edge? <laughs> um, my relationship with my anxiety is constantly evolving. Um, there's been periods where I've been very harsh with myself for being a more panicky type of person for being more um easily nervous and easily anxious in varied settings there was definitely a point in my life where I kind of resented myself for feeling these things as if it was something that I could change or as if it was a flaw in myself whereas now I kind of look at it in a more gentler perspective and remind myself that it's just another asset and another part of who I am rather than my whole being. My anxiety is not all of me. Um, and it is a part of me that sometimes takes a little bit of more need and focus and care. When I first started to have panic attacks, I was around 12 or 13 years old, which sounds fairly young. It's been a long time. Um, and in the beginning, it was a lot. I had panic attacks often, and they ranged a lot, whereas more so now, um, I can't really speak <laughs> for always, but in the past year, um, when I do go through seasons of a lot more anxiety and a lot more stress in my life, I tend to be more susceptible to having more panic attacks, and they'll be less dramatic than they used to be but more will come it's definitely changed and it probably will change <laughs> more throughout my life and lastly some things I do when I'm kind of feeling a little bit on the edge I've always journaled which makes me really happy because I do get to kind of look back over the years and see how I was feeling at different points in my life about my anxiety and what I was feeling and what symptoms I had at that point, if they've changed, if they've gone away, if they've gotten worse. And something that's always helped me when I'm feeling anxious is going outside. Um, I don't know if it's because I've always been kind of a more 
outdoor type of girl but um being in the sun really makes me feel good it makes me feel less nervous and anxious um another thing if it's dark out because I don't know why I tend to have more anxiety attacks during the evening and at nighttime when it's not as um safe or good to go outside something that's always helped me is kind of not sitting there and letting myself feel those things if I want to distract myself or kind of direct my energy into something else I tend to clean so if that's doing the dishes if that's organizing laundry that just kind of tends to happen and it helps me a lot and if not it's writing down my feelings which I mentioned in the beginning journaling has helped me a whole bunch it's putting your energy into something good and something that helps you in the end anxiety is not something you should be ashamed of it's something you feel it's a part of you obviously but it's not the whole of you so I do hope that helps and if you haven't listened to the anxiety episode, I did do an anxiety-focused episode um, a couple months ago. So I think that would also really help you if you want to listen to that. <laughs> so this person didn't want me to include their name, their little anonymous cutie. But I actually really love this question. They asked, what is your big three in Venus? Also, just curious, but what are the signs of your parents? <laughs> so cute! um my big three i'm an aries sun leo moon taurus rising and my venus is also an aries um so i'm a very fire sign focused girl i am the only fire sign in my family my mom is a virgo which i love and i just actually did her and my dad's charts a few years ago which is crazy um but my mom is a virgo sun scorpio moon and leo rising and my dad is a Libra sun, Libra moon, Gemini rising, which makes sense. Um, and then my baby brother is a Capricorn through and through, Capricorn, sun, moon, and rising, which is as terrifying as it sounds. But <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit more insight on me and my family. So if they're ever on here, I hope y'all get a little bit of a glimpse into their zodiacs. <laughs> And lastly, Isabela asked me, what was it like being a theater kid? Also, how do you feel about the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15? <laughs> okay, we're going to start with the most important question, which is who won season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race? Who is my favorite since the beginning of this season? Miss Sasha Colby won. I love, love, love her. I think she's phenomenal and also deserving of winning. Um, I think her performances were amazing. I think she's so genuine and beautiful. Her drag is absolutely stunning. And yeah, I couldn't think of anyone more deserving of the title of season 15 winner. <laughs> As I mentioned um, earlier, I grew up you know around a lot of queens uh I grew up going to shows I grew up as a theater kid surrounded by people who perform as um drag queens and that is such a big part of my heart and a big part of obviously my childhood and with everything going on in the world of you know dragging band for children I think it's 
absolutely idiotic that that's happening and that more important things like gun control and um, health reform are not more prioritized than kids seeing drag because I think kids seeing people being unapologetically themselves and confident and proud um, is such such an honor and such a blessing and such a cool thing to see that you don't always get to see kind of to go on my own little tangent and answer your question of being a theater kid um as I've talked about on here many many a times I was someone who was bullied a lot through middle elementary and high school um and growing up in theater that was such a safe space for me to be myself to you know, not be afraid to look funny or act silly or whatever. But there was some things I really couldn't leave because of how bad I felt about myself at points in my life because of said bullying. Um, And one of the dearest memories for me growing up, I feel emotionally even thinking about it, is sharing vanities with people who were drag queens, who probably still are drag queens. Um... And me getting ready for a show or getting ready for a dress rehearsal or whatever and kind of venting to them at such a young age about, oh, I hate my eyebrows or oh, my hair is too big or whatever. A lot of superficial things, but they would always remind me how beautiful it is to look unique, to have these features that I do have and to be proud of them, to not let other people have a say in how I feel about myself and that I should be my main priority and I should be the only voice that matters when it comes to how I feel about myself. And I think that's so beautiful. Um, And it's one of the best lessons I've ever learned because now I am, I think I ooze confidence and, you know, that means the world to me. So all that to say, Sasha deserved to win this season. She's the best. Um, Drag queens are phenomenal people and kids and any person of any age can learn a lot from them um and being a theater kid was the best thing in my life I think I carry a lot of theater kid-like traits till this day I loved doing theater of any and every kind um whether dramatic whether musical whether independent shows um whatever and it's my heart and my soul and it means the absolute world to me even now again that's one of those things that will never change I listen to soundtracks of musicals all the time at least once a day um I keep up with a lot of people I grew up with doing theater um and yeah it's just a very fun safe sense of community um And I don't know who I'd be without um, theater, as dramatic as that can sound. But yes, so this was such a fun episode to record. I hope y'all get to know a little bit more about me. Thank you so, so much for submitting the questions. As always, if you want to listen to the podcast, we are on any and all streaming platforms, which is such an honor and such a blessing to say. If you want to keep up to date and follow our Instagram, which is where all the behind the scenes and Google forms and fun little things go on, 
Um, that's Brown y Bonita. That's B-R-O-W-N-Y-B-O-N-I-T-A. And aside from that, please share the podcast episodes because even though I'm the one recording them, I do think they're pretty fun to listen to. Um, and yeah, I hope y'all have an amazing rest of your April. Sending you so much love and so much light. And I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Ha, <laughs> ha,